Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome back to Recall the Midwife. This is the season three recap. I'm Becky. I'm Alex. I'm Jen. And um, I'm not going to do a formal disclaimer this time, but just be aware that season three encapsulates a lot of like um, birth, life, uh, you know, mental health issues, death, dying, things like that. I don't think we're really going to touch on very much of that this week, but just be mindful that if those are things you may not want to hear about. We hope you join us for the next one. Um, okay, girls. So as our as our listeners know, and as we know, um, our series recaps now have uh, become a bit of a tradition where I go through the season, I pull out a bunch of quotes, and then you guys have to guess who says them, and then we kind of get to discuss. Um, just a little just a little word to say. Uh, I <laughs> I have been trying to refine my process for gathering quotes for these seasons thinking you know oh maybe I can like streamline this maybe I can make this you know um more you know like just a better just a better process for me you know more more time effective more things like that um this this season I did not do a good job this time (laughs) with that um for lots of reasons which I won't go into because it's boring um so these are a bit random just gonna say just gonna say that we like random yeah um I chose things that I thought were fun and you know just very doing our best energy this week so but most importantly they happened in season three so that's all they need to be exactly exactly they did happen in season three um also i will just say that i went down a bit of a rabbit hole with call the midwife um and just basically watched ahead what do you mean I ahead? Just had- into season four five six seven eight nine ten all that i don't know how far i got i just had it in the background all day um so I, I might be thinking of people that weren't in, <laughs> now in <laughs> It's fine. 
<laughs> oh, also another thing just to say about season three, this season really had the quality of like, um, you know, like when you when you turn a decade older, like I especially when you like turn like 30 or 40 or whatever like that, and you're just like oh my god like you think back to where you were like what like the last time you were you know when you like a 10 years before and it just feels so wildly different and you just couldn't believe how far you've come and like how much has happened and you're just like how did I even like live all of that that's what season three felt like to me in a lot of ways maybe because I was watching these episodes like here there everywhere in and out of order all the time multiple times because I was trying to get these quotes and then I couldn't get them but then I did but then we talked about them in the episodes and then and I just feel like so many so many things have happened this season it is absolutely wild it is okay, a big series well to be fair that's we've all. said it though each episode keeps getting longer and longer for hours because there's so much to talk about in each one like i, I don't know. know how the writers have even done it no no clue so with all of that preamble should we should we get to it yes Let's do it. okay all right so do we want to read these in the order that i've put them or should i just go random random they'll let you choose you go whatever you want Whatever the wind blows you. Okay, maybe I'll just kind of like strike where the where the thing. Okay. Um. All right. If she approaches you with cake in your first week, pick up your skirts and run. It's all a ruse designed to embarrass the unwary. Well, we know I... who it's about, but who yeah. said it? Yes. 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 I just what is it's. Well, it's about Sister Monica Joan. Yes, yes. And it's either, well, it's either Sister Evangelina or Sister Julienne. I think it's Sister Julienne. What do you think, Alex? I thought Evangelina. Oh. It's Evangelina. Evangelina. Yes. yes. Now, do you know who she's saying it to, though? A new arrival. Uh-huh. Who uh, Winifred. Sister Winifred. <laughs> there we go now which also just goes to show sister Winifred just joined us in this season and she didn't even join us in episode one she joined us like a few episodes in so yeah and this is actually a reference to the fact that whenever a new person comes this is sister monica jones like thing for them because basically it's a way of eating the whole cake and then she pawns it off as if the other person ate most of the cake she did this to jenny lee when she came well the other thing that threw me on that comment was pick up your skirts so i thought she was speaking to a group and then i realized Oh, she's uh, talking to a nun. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Um, okay. Uh, just reading this leaflet is an education. Ooh, we I know. We talked about this recently. Yes? Oh, hang on. No, Bex, you go first. I don't know if um, I... It's a leaflet about... What's it about? I don't know. Is it the men's health clinic thing? Yes. Nope. Oh. No, it's not that. <laughs> if I we... said if I said more, it would give it away. So I kept it really. Hang short. on, hang on, hang on. I remember the scene, and I can't remember who. Was who's... it? Was it Timothy? No. No. It's two women talking. If that helps. <laughs> um. Hang on. We can do this, Bex. Come on. Come on. Um. Is, is it, it the, the maternity yeah. clinic? Oh. Is it? Oh. Yeah, is it Cynthia? No. Is it about oh. the hypnobirthing? No. No, that's... Is that this series? Hypnobirthing is this series. Yes, yes, oh, yes. Right. Um. Oh, my God. I think you've foxed us, Jen. No, no, I... we can do this, Becky. We can do it. 
I, I, I purposely tried to make it harder because... Just reading the leaflet is an education. Put it in the drawer, uh, Sheila. Uh, is it Sheila, one of them? No. Nope. Just reading the leaflet is an education. Could it be about... Um... Oh, I don't know. We don't know, Becky. We don't know. Is it? Is it about contraception? I mean, I don't know. I'm trying to guess what the leaflet's about. It's, we're trying to guess the people. <laughs> well, in all fairness, I, I, there are so many leaflets on this show. So, um, just give me. I'll just give you an extra li- little hint. I, I'm paraphrased because I can't remember exactly what the word is. Just reading this leaflet is an education. I didn't even know we offered half of these clubs. Oh, <gasps> you guys know what it is. Yeah, well, it's Chummies. Yeah, and she Chum- was talking to Sister Julienne, wasn't she? Yes, yes. It's so Sister Julianne co- said it, did she? Sister, Sister Julianne said it to Chummy because Chummy has made an original copy of the leaflet that she's going to go duplicate on the Romeo and then she's going <laughs> to hand her out all over Poplar because the community has to know where the, the clinic is, where the all the programming is, and I had that at the new community center and none of them know. And this is part of her whole big program to get Princess Margaret to come and like cut the ribbon and make it. But she succeeded and- in. Yeah. Yes, exactly, exactly. I was convinced so. it was a healthcare pamphlet. They Same. Were I thought it was going to be about nits at first. Well, I, thought, it prob- it prob- I mean, <laughs> the thing is, I think I think the leaflet just covers absolutely everything. So I'm sure there's healthcare programming in there. But um, she's like, oh, like the this club and the that club. Like, oh, I didn't even know we had these. She's like, well, they're actually quite new. I, I really just made them up right now. And I hope people join them and everything. So, um, okay. I think I'm going to bounce around, actually. Um, here's the next quote. I build things. I don't want to see them destroyed. <gasps> mm-hmm. It's Alec. Yes. Do you know when he yeah. says that? Just before he falls to his death. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite, but... Um, why would things be destroyed? Is it when he's... Uh, uh... When they're talking about evictions and stuff, about knocking things, places down for uh, the council, because obviously they're saying they're... Not safe with the Oh, no, stuff. no. Is it? Is it when he's talking about the um, ban the bomb? Yes, that's oh, right. Oh, yeah, it is. Oh. Yes, it's right, it's Beth, right you're after. You're on fire. I yeah, know. It's right after that really cringe line that he says to Jenny. And he's like, oh, these guys are young and they really look up to me. And then, and then he says that line. And then he says, he's like, I used to care about things, but now I don't have any interests other than you. And I'm a completely vapid person outside of our relationship. And she's like, oh, that's really sweet. I'm... You're nice. But I and still then... won't tell you I love you. <laughs> She's like, yeah, you're, you're, thank you. I appreciate that. You know what? Like, great. Like, we'll just keep going. Um, so anyways, yes. But I, I had to get Alec in there. Um, okay. There's nothing wrong with being romantic. Is it Cynthia? No. No. Just going to say, this is a little bit of a trick one. So, just going to say that. Is it Chummy and Peter? No. Is it Trixie? No. Okay, I'll give you a hint. The word romantic here is not actually used in, like, a romance context. Specifically romance context. Is it a nun who says it? No. It's it's what what what's a romantic situation that when you're romanticizing so when you think, think, when the, think about, I know what it I know what no, it no, means. I'm just trying to th- I'm trying to think out loud. 
when you romanticize in it so what could it think be about, like think Fred? about think about the word romantic in more of a um oh. is it when tom harrowood is doing up his bus no 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 <laughs> think about the word romantic in more of like a um like thoughtful emotional sensitive caring kind of a way sentimental-ish kind of that type of a way say the line again there's nothing wrong with being romantic is it to do with alec again no mm -mm. we could just you know what bex we know all the names of everyone in the series just we just say <laughs> I will say this. A man did say it. A man did I say think it. It's Pete Turner, Doctor Turner. There you go. There you go. Oh. Okay. I now, so so <clears throat> again, I made this one really hard on purpose. Okay. He's so Sheila comes into him when she when she wants to send the pregnancy test off, but oh. she can't do it without a doctor's signature. And she said, "Oh, I didn't want to talk to you about it because I wanted to be romantic when I told you, like you know. And then if it didn't come to anything, I wouldn't say anything at all." And he said, "Well, like," and she's like, "But now all of that's ruined." And he said, "There's nothing wrong with being romantic, and like I'll still sign this, and like it'll still be a beautiful moment if you find out you're pregnant. We'll just do that." Also, I got to explain to Becky what romantic means, so it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're just saying it out loud again. <laughs> okay i had i had i was yeah okay um i mean uh, i probably did need some explanation because i was romanticizing about a bus <laughs> <laughs> yeah you guys are going all over the place um okay um oh i never thought i'd say this but i'm glad you didn't listen to me is is, is trixie saying that nope oh is it someone to Jenny Lee? No. Is it Sister Evangelina? Yes. When? Why is she saying it, Alex? Oh, she's saying it to Patsy. No. Oh, we, I am. So, what's the quote again? <laughs> oh, I never thought I'd say this, but I'm glad you didn't listen to me. So, Sister Evangelina to was to with Julianne. No. To Sheila, I'm going to say every name in the series. She she was with she was with another midwife. Well, we said Jenny. Oh, it was when they were delivering a baby. Uh -huh. Cynthia. Yes, and about the hypnobirthing. Yes, there you go. There you go. She said, "You, you Let's knew what be was honest. right." We did not get that. You just fed it to us. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got it. With they were delivering a baby. Although the, the show is it's called about midwives. <laughs> that's like when that's like when I said the show is about this, this episode was about generations, and Alex was like. Every episode is about generations because You're literally like, it's yeah, about parents, you felt like this so deep. You were like, it's about generations. And I think you were expecting us to be like, whoa. Uh, listen, I my mom said it. I thought it was deep when she said it. I I still feel very sentimental about it. I, I mean, I'm not Romantic I'm not saying... even. Romantic even. <laughs> but in the sentimental, emotional, thoughtful sense of the word. Not the, yeah. you know. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, this is actually good. See, the thing is, I had more like easier, funner quotes, but we used them all when we talked about these episodes the first time. So what you're doing there gonna... is criticizing us for being comprehensive in our research <laughs> for our podcast. So I can't apologize for being. I absolutely am not. I am just explaining the fact that I was trying to gather quotes while <laughs> I would watch the episodes and take notes and prep for each episode, and then we would just burn through them all. And so literally, I've had to like now <laughs> roast you through this process. Okay. Oh, they they said, quotes, is this actually better because it's loads harder 
yeah exactly and I hope it's fun for for our listeners too because I know we've gotten um comments and feedback and everything that they also love kind of playing the game and guessing and a lot of them really all all do get it right so also shout out to people and we had one from uh was it bridey or birdie uh, Friday. Australia and we just want to say hi uh, we've yeah. got so many lovely, lovely comments from all of oh, you yeah. and I just oh just love it love the listeners love the listeners um okay I suppose it's because I love him so much I'm just terrified of losing him well it's not Jenny Lee no but oh is that is it these um, movements are not indicating anything? And you guys no. can't hear, but I'm like, I'm making. I was like, what does she mean? She's, 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 well, she's also she's, rubbing her nose. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> I thought I was like close. You know, with that. Here? So I was like, um, is it, um, is it Cynthia when she finds out about Doctor Turner's past? No, Keely um, Ben. Sheila, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, I meant no, it's Cynthia. 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 It was really rude. Is it Sheila and? Tim, no. Nope. Can we have it's, a, it's, it's not. It's not a doctor or midwife or nun. Oh, so it's someone not on the TV show. It's not a series regular. Say, say the quote again, please. It. I suppose it's because I love him so much. I'm just terrified of losing him. Is it that couple where he had PTSD and they had to go and they had to evacuate? No, that that, that that's the that's the series before. Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, we can do this, Bex. So we had we had the Irish. I, I cared about this couple a lot when we talked about this episode, and I went on a whole thing about them. I thought it was going to be the the um the woman who had the black baby, who had the affair, but no, she didn't love her. So no, I her. no. There's nothing about her in this whole thing, so you don't even have to worry about that. Um, um, is it is it Sid and? Uh, nope. the woman who went, oh. nope. Nope. Hang on, give us a clue. Um, no, no, we can get this. We don't need clues. Okay, well, they've got the green light ones. You know the light in the in the yeah. Right. She's not saying anything, so I'm going to say it's that's not, not them. It's not them. It's not them. Right. Okay. Um. Okay. Who else have we got? Uh, um, what other oh, storylines have we? Why have we gone blank? I've watched so many series <laughs> of this. I don't know. So in this episode, it's like there's like an A pregnancy storyline that's like big, yeah. and then there's a B pregnancy storyline that's a bit smaller, and this is the B pregnancy storyline. <clears throat> and I, when I talked about this couple, I referenced something from my childhood that I thought about when I was watching them and i and how it made a big impact on me and i went on this whole long tangent about the story and it was there we have (laughs) that remember clearly no go on so you said something about your childhood and this and the husband's name is the name of the character in the thing i in the story that i referenced from my childhood oh that book yep oh and it was a book that i'd never read oh See, I thought it was Sid. No. Nope. This is really annoying me. You'll have so, to give us more. Go on. Okay, so so this this woman says, um, you know, like, 
this man is so amazing. He's so wonderful. We haven't been married that long. Like, I wanted to do all this thing because I love him oh, so much. Like, I don't want to. Is wanna... it the woman with the varicose veins? Yes. What's her name? What's her name, Alex? <laughs> Who's the one with the varicose veins? What should I like? Jesus. It's Kathy. She's talking about Stan, her husband. Oh, Stan. I, no, I said Sid. Hair. I meant Stan. I kept saying Sid. I meant Stan. You can't say Sid and say Sid I meant Stan and have me know that you didn't. The one from who was married, who's going out with the one from the in between us. That's what I meant. That is the one I meant. <laughs> Next well, time. I'm sorry, but that doesn't, that, that, that means nothing. That's completely pointless. <laughs> Next time I get one wrong, I'm going to say, no, I meant the right. <laughs> Oh no, your shenanigans! The yeah, two of you. I did genuinely okay. mean that one. But here, but here's the reason why I chose it out, right? Because okay, so so in this scene, Kathy, she's had the baby. She's like, oh, you know, like I do all this because, or maybe she hasn't had the baby yet. I can't remember. Anyways, but she's like, I had all, I do all this stuff because, you know, like before Sid, like when Stan and I were, Stan, you just said Stan, Sid. You just said oh, Sid. No, I said Stan. <laughs> I said Stan. So when Stan and I were like not married yet, like he's like so handsome, he could have had any girl he wanted. Like, when we got together, you know, like, I wanted to keep myself looking cute and everything. She's like, we haven't even buried that long. And then I got pregnant. And she's like, and now, like, my body has kind of changed because of pregnancy and everything. And she said, so I'm, I'm doing all these insane things that I probably shouldn't be doing because I want to keep up appearances because I want to keep the spark alive. And she says, I suppose it's because I love him so much. I'm just terrified of losing him. Not, like, losing him, you know, in, like, a, like a death way, but losing him just, like, he's not going to be interested anymore and then he'll go off. But... What's interesting about this scene is while she's giving this whole speech, she's telling it to Jenny Lee, which is why I made the weird facial expression when you said Jenny Lee. And uh, this is I also didn't get the that episode before. where Alec, <laughs> yeah, well, obviously, uh, you didn't even know. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Anyway, so, but I thought it was an interesting set of foreshadowing because when she says this line about it, it's love is so much, I'm so afraid of losing him. Jenny kind of has this look like, hmm. And again, it's extremely subtle. I don't know that it was written this way, but it felt like there was a kind of connection, like in that way of like, Jenny isn't afraid of losing Alec, but that's what's going to happen. And so like things you do because you want to hold on anyways. I don't know. I Maybe I just got too deep into this as I was like rewatching. You were it. invested in this storyline, Jen. Oh man. There were there were a couple in here where I, I it, actually rewatching made me think on a deeper level about something. Well, I really love Sydney and Kathleen. Anyway, carry on. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, there's this thing with babies. There's sort of a slime that comes out of them and never just out of the places you expect. I know. Peter. Yes. Boom. When they're um, waiting at the bottom of the stairs and his suit's uh, got yeah. a start on it. Yeah. Yeah. They're about to go to My Fair Lady. We got one back, Bex. We got one back. <laughs> yeah. Well, I thought, let's let's try to give him a win here. Um. All right. I wanted to make sure it stayed on during vigorous physical activity. It's Patsy. Yeah. There we go. There we go. I got to throw you guys a couple of couple of easy ones. Okay. All right. Well, I can't do anything about the sleeping, save knocking you over the head with a mallet. I thought this would be now, easy. It's, well, I you, think you it's... would think, wouldn't you? I think it's Chummy or Peter. No, neither of them. Oh. It's not too Chummy. No, no, it's oh. neither one of them or the... Oh. Either one of them. Is it to do with a brand new mother? Nope. Sleeping. Oh, why are we so thick today, Bex? Can I just <laughs> say, for the record, it's a Sunday evening and I've had a very busy weekend. 
Um, kids' parties, fun. Uh, let me think. <laughs> let me think. I've, I've re- it's really annoying because you remember people saying this. Is it a midwife who oh, said oh. <gasps> Who is it's, it, Bex? It's, it's Fred. Yes, and when does he say it? When he gives Jenny Lee his fry up. <clears throat> there we go. Yes. There we go. See, I thought you would know, Bex, because Fred is your favorite. Yeah, he is. He's oh. And you do like a fry up? I do. I had one today. Yeah, oh, did you? Nice. Yeah, I went right to my mum's farm. That's very nice. good. Um, okay. <laughs> this is the next one. It's just a man with a stick trying to hit a ball. <laughs> they are talking about... Is it Tom... Oh, is it Trixie when Tom invites her to the cricket? Yes, yes. He is waiting outside Sister Julian's office. And he says something about cricket, and then she says this. I can't remember how in the conversation she says it, but I just thought that was funny. And because literally, like, most games are that simple. You know, like, that's baseball, that's cricket, that's, I'm sure, other games. Golf. Football, rugby, soccer, or, or football, you know, like, American football, rest of the world football, rugby. Like, many, many games are just, you know, like, put a ball in a place and then... There you go. That's the game, basically. Not netball, but is a true hero sport. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. <clears throat> I I think you guys will get this one quickly. Actually, I think you've got more faith in us than you should. Carry on. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to keep lifting you up in the hopes that well, I'm a bit worried because it keeps just having like really long blanks. I'll have to get so I'll have to edit it out. Like, uh... Carry on. <laughs> uh, a mermaid's purse full of luck, according to the old wives' tale. We know. It's Sister Julianne yeah. to the green light couple. Pamela yes. Saint. Pamela Saint. Yes, yes. The call bear, a baby born in the amniotic sac. Do you know what? I'm glad you spoke about like this, because in the car the other day, it came to me who the husband was. Who? The husband's massive in Game of Thrones. It's Renly from Game of Thrones. Oh. <gasps> Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Which it just one? came to me. Uh, the younger brother of the of the original king in Game of Thrones. Oh. Yeah. Oh my word. Oh yeah. my god, you're so yeah. right about that. But it just came to me in the car the other day, and I thought, oh, I need to mention that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now this one, this one, admittedly, I would be shocked if you guys actually got this. I literally just threw it in there because I want to talk about it after. Um. <laughs> Sorry. Is it about Jimmy? No. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be well looked after, love. Somebody oh about the Nanartans. No. Oh. Is it about the maternity home? Close, but no. So it's not about the nuns. Um, it, is, be- it, it is to do with like the maternity stuff and like a, a baby and stuff like that. Oh, is oh. it to do with the home, the new, the new mother's home at Christmas? Nope. Oh. So it's not anyone telling them that the nuns are going to look after it. Um, You'll be well looked after, love. Um, you can just imagine an old woman be like, you'll be well looked after, love. Them nanartans, oh, I've had all my heart mine with them. <laughs> um, it's not a woman. Oh, is it a husband seeing off a wife? Oh, is it that um, husband who drops his wife off at the hospital? Yes, that's right. <laughs> Mr. Rawl, Mr. Rawl, who drops off his wife off. And when I tell and him, then he's just, we don't see him again, do we? 
no, never to be seen again. I mean, the thing that was hilarious to me about this scene is, so Jenny has been, she's just come back from, you know, like the mother house because she was grieving Alec. Um, she said, I want to, I want to go to the London to do a, a, a stint there. Cause she's like, I just don't think I can see everyone in Poplar right now. And they're like, okay. So she goes to London and she's like, oh, there's a new mother coming in, Mrs. Rawl. I saw on her chart that she had a, the, her first pregnancy ended in a stillbirth. And they're like, okay, so we just have to be mindful of that. Then her, Mrs. Rawl and her husband walk in. He literally is like, he's holding her suitcase. He's, you know, he's being nice or whatever. But he like, <laughs> he says to the head nurse, he's like, oh, you know, yeah, she like, she didn't sleep very well last night, vomiting, diarrhea, like, you know, lots of gassiness, whatever, something like that. And then the nurse is like, okay, thanks so much. And he um, gives the suitcase. And then he's like, you'll be well looked after, love. Okay, bye. And then he literally, leaves. I mean, people who've dropped pets off of veterinarians have given more context and care than this man gave to like his wife literally giving birth. After, like, I just. Oh, to be as rested as a man in the 1950s. I just, <laughs> I like literally, he just like, it was like, he just dropped off his like, I, I it just, <laughs> I just couldn't believe it i was like wow you know and i know it wasn't even there when when jenny lee went to get the baby from the nursery so she could bring the baby to see her yeah yeah you just thought it'd have been there looking through the glass reasonable (laughs) well he's just like he's just like call me when they let you out and i'll like pull up to the curb and you can hop in you know what i mean like there's no (laughs) meet the baby yeah exactly and then like you know he's like gonna have to like clean up all the crisp packets when she gets back you know like he's not doing anything i just i just i just i don't know question though were your so obviously we were all born in like late 70s early 80s were your parents were your parents in the room your mum was uh was your dad (laughs) in the room yes my dad was was yours bex i don't even know i assume so my dad wasn't wasn't he no, he was he was there, um, but I was a C-section and he wasn't allowed in. Um, but oh, see, I was a C-section and he was allowed in. Well, no, no, he wasn't allowed in. And um, there were uh, other people that I know around my age. Their dads just weren't there. I'm going to find out. I don't know. I've never asked. <clears throat> well, I bet- that's something else for everyone to tune in for next week. <laughs> Cliffhanger. Um, <laughs> I bet that... Um, that was kind of in the gray area before, like, dads were, like, expected to be in. But, like you know post when they absolutely wouldn't so there was probably some flexibility and I bet it kind of went either way is my is my guess um oh there's this whole thing about feminism I I have to tell you guys off off air because it's too long but anyways it was I was fascinated when I listened to this okay um of course if they did sorry of course if they could and they did then they wouldn't actually need to everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems But getting therapy has its own problems, too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and, of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. 
Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. I feel like it's something Dr. Turner would say. No. But it is a, a medical person. I thought, tr- oh, it, no, it's not Trix. Oh, it could be a midwife then. I thought mm-hmm. it was Trix in. Oh, hang on. Is it to do with the um, uh, the tropical disease? No. Absolutely not. Look at me being like, oh, got it. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'll give, I'll give you a hint here. I can't totally remember what this is referencing, but I do know who says it to who and kind of what the scene is, but I can't. Is I it can't about... Say- is it Winifred? Yes. And is it about the, the, the old lady? With Could the, be. You can't leave the flat. Could be. She says, um, she's talking to Sister Monica Joan, and Sister Monica Joan is doing some kind of, like, craft, or, like, so, I think she's, I think it's when she's ripping the pages out of the Bible, or something, I don't remember anyways, but she's, but I, I wrote the quote down, and then I couldn't remember, but I just like the quote so much, so I really don't actually know what she's talking about. Anyways. Well, I think it's that, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Series okay. three, all right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, okay. A little more serious one. Whither thou goest, I will go, and whither thou lodgest, I will lodge. Oh, it's Monica Jane. No. Oh. <laughs> I like the way we're both being confident. Like, no. I thought it was when, I thought it was when, I know it's not right. I thought it was when Sister Monica Jane was seeing Jenny Lee off in the car. Um, no, that's a it, poem. Is it Monica Joan? No, it's not no. Monica Joan. Is it a nun? Yes. Sister Julianne? No. Damn We're it, just going to say all the nuns. I know, exactly. <laughs> Evangelina. No. no but what was the situation? It's got to be Winifred then. It is Sister Winifred. So this is one of, we talked about this storyline at length. This is the main storyline in this episode, the, the pregnancy mother. So this is oh, the, um, the pregnancy mother, mother episode. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> this is that—that's my brain fritzing. Okay, we're all—we're all feeling it this weekend. Um, so this is Sister Winifred to Leah and her mom. Yeah, uh, that couple. Yeah. So the thing that I thought was really interesting about this, and this was this was something we didn't touch on in the episode, which is especially why I wanted to highlight it. But they were talking about um, like it's Shabbat, so like they've made the challah bread and everything, and they're about to celebrate. I. I don't want to butcher it and I don't remember, but there's another Jewish holiday that they're kind of celebrating around the same time. And sister Winifred says, Oh yeah, I know what, I know what you're talking about. I love that holiday. And then she, and then it says it's somehow referenced or the holiday is connected to the story of Ruth in the Bible. And then sister Winifred says, Oh, I really love the book of Ruth. Whither thou goest, I will go. Whither thou lodgest, I will lodge. The interesting thing. And this is something I thought was really cool is so that, that passage is often used to to um in um context of like romance um but it's not it's not a romantic scene at all the the two characters that are being referenced there in the bible verse are ruth and naomi naomi is ruth's mother-in-law and there's this Uh biblical stuff happening and everything but it's basically about two women who are alone in the world they've lost all of the family that's like you know around them and they only have each other and they have to leave where they've been and then flee together to go somewhere that's safe and Ruth says to Naomi because Naomi says listen you should just leave me and go you can go back to other people like you know just leave me here and Ruth says no whether thou goest I will go whether thou lodgest I will lodge you know whatever and Naomi says okay then we'll stay together and the golden girls yeah I was literally thinking about the golden girls but I didn't want to cheapen it I mean perennial perennial cheapen it that is- <laughs> 
anything that makes it richer <laughs> so many layers but what I just thought was so beautiful was I mean to me the 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 connection and the symbolism and the fact that they kind of interwove all of that together with the storyline that mimics it so that like is very similar it just that to me was just another example of kind of like the multi levels of that this writing works on and if you have the chance to stop and be thoughtful about it as I was lucky enough to have when I rewatched this episode I just thought oh my gosh I didn't see that when I watched it the first time but I saw it this time and especially with this is so a, you know with a strong religious kind of portion because of the nuns and everything so anyways just had to highlight that I love Leah and her mom I just think they're great characters anyways just so went off on a bit of a tangent with that one yeah I love that family they're really great okay um all right okay let's see um it's all good training for having a family um holding a baby no Something yuckier than that. Is it to do with was it a pig? It's not a pig, is it? That was last no. season. No, no, no. Yeah. You, you stick with the family stuff. Stick with the baby stuff. Is it? Oh, I know. It was the it was the kid being sick on the bus. No, but you're close. You're very close. Because it involved those people. Uh, the 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 earlier the... in that same episode, these two people. So it's oh. Trixie and Tom. Yeah. I've just stated the obvious. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay, my okay, okay. Than just pure silence it. from me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. So this is Tom to Trixie. So they they he's he's been talking to her in this episode or whatever. They went on that bus. Oh, actually, no, no, this is the episode after the bus date that like totally blew up. So Tom comes into the clinic just as Trixie is like cleaning some like, I don't know, vomit or whatever off the floor. And she says something to one of the mothers and then he's walking up and he goes, oh, it's all good training for having a family. And then he go, like and the way he says it in tones, like the two of them having a family. And then he's like, well, or I just mean like, you know, like, be, like, uh, you know, uh, you know, and then she's like, oh, yeah, no, I get it. I, uh, whatever. And then this is the scene where he says, oh, you know, like I'm having this Bible study class, but afterwards, um, you know, would you want to go for a walk or have dinner or something like that? And she's like, she's oh, like, I, I want to go to a disco. She's like, I go to the dance at seven. See you then. And then he's like, Ugh. <laughs> and he walks away. And I just thought that was so. Uh... Yeah, never, never were two people more less suited. But yeah, in real life, like, like truly, like so close, but no cigar. Like, just okay. Um, in a parallel life, truly suited. Yes, and like sliding that's... doors in it. There, uh... yeah, <laughs> and that, and that's just as important. That's just as important. Okay. Fear is a sentiment I don't hold with. That sounds like Patsy. Nope. Oh, I was so sure. I was trying to say it with a with a forcefulness. I but... think it's Sister Evangelina. Nope. Oh. Is it a mother? It is a mother. <sighs> Sheila? No. Is it is it Leah's mum? Nope. Oh. We're doing so well. We just absolutely knock it out of the park. <laughs> Should I give you a hint? Yeah. Yeah. It is a main character's mother. Oh, Chummy's mom. Yes, Lady Brown. I think it was someone stern. Oh, I was trying to think of sternness. Um, yes, well, she is very stern, yeah. Well, um, it sounds like quite a Nurse Crane or a Sister Evangelina thing to say, so I thought it was an older lady, but obviously well, Nurse well, Crane's not in it yet, so. Yeah, so Dr. Turner... Is she not? <laughs> oh, I thought... <laughs> spoiler um 
So no, so Dr. Turner is, is examining Lady Brown after she's come to Chummy's house. And they're basically saying, he's like, oh, you have cancer. And she's like, well, how long do I have? And he's like, a week, a week. So he's like, maybe even less. I really don't know. And she says, oh, well, you know, like no one wants to say what I've had. And she says, why is that? And he says, oh, well, it's the thing we fear most. And then she says, fear is a sentiment I don't hold with. And then she points to Chummy and she, she says, she knows, she knows that about me. And Chummy's like, oh yeah, I really do. So as we all know, I have very complicated feelings about Lady Brown, but I thought, you know, there's a lot in her passing that was very, um, it was sad, rich. So I wanted to give her a little shout out in this because, um, you know, that whole part was really, really powerful. Um, okay. Um, never once failed to do what I was trained for. It's Jenny Lee. Yes. And when does she say that? When she couldn't deliver philip's cousin's baby yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which i'm and sorry but that's unrealistic she's gonna give up on midwifery yes yes well we don't know officially at that point but she definitely was kind of like knocked back when she did that and she just had met philip and everything so we're kind of setting up ourselves for oh that. i took it as like she'd already had it in her head she was gonna give up midwifery so this was her final birth so she wanted it to count kind of thing that's why I thought she was so frustrated, but that's just hmm. me. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I think I think that's a really astute observation. I, I will say I think it could be interpreted a bunch of different ways just because of the fact that it's a little bit unclear because I mean, again, not to belabor it, but I like, I made this point when we talked about the episode originally is that Jenny kind of makes this big thing about how she wants to go back to, you know, midwifery district nursing, spending time with her patients. She was so invested in that when she left the London and then she goes back to it in, and like in one episode, Chummy's mom goes on to hospice. Jenny kind of wants to shepherd that process. And then she has this really difficult birth with, um, Miss, not her name isn't worth but whatever Phillips worth's cousin's name is and she kind of can't she can't be there throughout the whole process because she you know whatever and she has this feeling of like really being sad maybe maybe you're more maybe you're you're probably right Al maybe she just really wanted to kind of end on a high note and she didn't get that chance and so yeah I don't know I I, I wasn't sure but... well I think because she come so far and she was so you know what's the word she was so confident and professional and all that. They showed that in the first birth. I just thought maybe she'd mm. want a final birth. I don't think anything like that would normally rattle her as much as it did. And I thought that was just because it was a final that she decided birth. Mm-hmm. I think it was, I think, I, I think that's right. I think it was also an interesting vehicle for Philip to kind of stand out as well as like, oh, this could maybe be a potential something because he gets introduced so late that, in order to kind of plant the seed that this could be the guy she ends up with, I think they kind of need to give something extra as to like why he would be into her or whatever. And so the whole thing about like him wanting to walk her back to Nanatis and then take care of her and, you know, all that kind of stuff kind of gave you that vibe as well. Like, cause then, yeah. you know, anyway, so, okay. Uh, just a couple more here. Let me see. Um, oh, okay. We've already kind of, uh, Oh, uh okay they gave birth without fear is it the women in the fields that the doctor's talking about yes dr latham yes very good Aww. i just i wanted to get him in there because he's just like <laughs> such a good he's just such a good guy and like it's just there's that's not very common sometimes in this um <laughs> <laughs> sorry sorry um okay 
Uh, it's modeled on Gene Seberg in The Mouse That Roared. Is it Trixie's new hair? Yes! Very well done. Good. Very good. Okay. Now, let's see how we do with... Um, okay. Last two. Last two. I'm not sure if I'm a fool or a romantic or a creature of routine. Is it Dr. Turner? No. Oh, God. Um, Just because Dr. Turner said something about romance earlier does not mean that it's the same person now. Every single quote. Every single quote. I'm like, it's Dr. Turner or Sheila. (laughs) Say Say the quote again. I'm not sure if I'm a fool or a romantic or a creature of routine. Is it? This is random. This is random. Yeah, I, I'm just going to be honest. Yeah, it is very random. Yeah. It's quite hard. I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. Fool, mm-hmm. a romantic or a creature of routine. Is it someone who falls for people? No. Well, I mean, maybe. Is it a mother? Or like no, a family? No, 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 not in the way you're thinking of it now. It is it. It is an. Is it an Anarton? It is a person who works at Nanata's house, yes. Fred? No. <laughs> I don't think he's the least one. He would be. Chummy? <laughs> no. Cynthia? No. Dixie? Is it Jenny? <laughs> it's Jenny, but oh. it's not regular Jenny. It's... Old Jenny! Yeah, mature Jenny. Mature Jenny. No, old. Specifically, old Jenny. specifically, this is Vanessa Redgrave. So this is when... She and her husband are looking for the ceramic uh, sheep that we don't yeah. know she's going to have at the beginning of the episode because Cynthia hasn't given her to her yet. And she says, oh, I'm like looking for it and I can't find it or whatever. And then she goes, I'm not sure if I'm a fool or a romantic or a creature of routine. And then Phil Philip goes, the last two. And I was like, well, that's what a husband would have to say because obviously he's not going to call his wife a fool. Also, can I just say I called her old Jenny, but technically young Jenny's old Jenny, isn't she? Because he's in the past. It's true. What? What it's true. Cynthia, that's a very what that's just... a very back to the future type of methodology of thinking there. You know, like, oh no, if like I'm like the son of my father, then my father is the young son of me, and like my grandfather is actually my brother, you know what I mean? Considering like I'm 50 years ahead or behind or you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh-huh. Why like... did Cynthia think that Jenny would love that broken sheep? Because it would remind her of a time at um Nanata's house and that sheep was having a lovely conversation with Mary or something. <laughs> the angel Gabriel. Um, no, because she's got... I did, I that, was that was the ass with like, angel Gabriel. I think it was like a souvenir. Oh, maybe Cynthia was trying to call Jenny an ass. You never know. No, it was a sheep. It was a sheep. It was a sheep. I was making a joke. Um, I, think, I think it was a souvenir. Also, it was broken and they were going to throw it away. So what else was they going to do with it? Yeah, no, no. It's fair days. Well, also, they had to tie these two scenes together. So that's the other reason why she had to give it to her, because the writing had to work out. Um, It was funny, though, because that was definitely another one of those scenes where they're like, she's like, Vanessa Redgrave is like looking wistfully at the photos of like Trixie, Cynthia and Jenny. And she's like, we were so young then. We saw things I've never I never saw before and things I've never seen since. Like, we were so naive. It was like, you know, it was the glory days. It was, you know, like it was the time of wine and roses. And also, you know, and it was just like, okay, all right, you know. (laughs) <laughs> I cannot I cannot wait to talk about Jennifer Worth's book next week. Like I am so ready to just like go off on like so much of it. Okay. I need to um, prep again on that because I did it uh, ages ago and now I can't remember stuff. Well, I, I 
uh, I'm sure the listeners have already heard me say this. I have the book and I, because I was prepping so much for this episode, I didn't really do anything for the book, but this week now I'm going to be, I'm going to be prepping with the book and like going through and highlighting and all that. Kind Don't of, worry, I'll be listening to it at work. As long as no one from my work's listening, that's fine. But anyway, uh, carry on. Well, I want to, I want to quote it because there's a bunch of parts where I just am absolutely like agog and aghast at like what she says. Okay. Oh, no. All right. Okay. Last one. Last one. I thought this was a good one to end on. I'm not confident. Carry on. Well, no, not good for you guys. Like no, we can end on a high. I think, think next, I th- can't we? <laughs> I I don't think you will, but I'm just saying this quote oh, is a beautiful <laughs> quote, and I think it is very wonderful. Thing is, you could say that's fighting tool, but I agree with you. <laughs> after after this performance, yes. Okay. Certainty is fleeting. That is why we must have faith. Sister Julianne. Yes. Oh my know- god, that was a total guess. <laughs> uh, yeah. Why is she saying it? Certainty is fleeting. Wait, what? What is what's fleeting faith? Certainty. Certainty Certainty is fleeting. fleeting. That is why we must have faith. In all fairness, this is the Christmas episode. So this is the last episode that we just talked about. Yeah, she's talking to Cynthia about Yes, about becoming a nun. Yes. So this scene is so beautiful and I loved rewatching it because Cynthia has not yet had the scene with I can't remember their names, but the couple who were in the um mental institution for many, many years. And so she's still kind of like saying, like, I don't understand. Like, I want to do this. I want to become a nun, but I don't really know if like this is if this feeling is going to pass. I'm not really sure what God wants of me. I'm not really sure if I'm up to the challenge of it. And Sister Julianne, and actually this is a little foreshadowing because I I, I don't know if it's in season four, but I kind of hope it is. We're going to we're going to learn a little bit more about C- Sister Julianne's past before she became a nun. Which is- I, I can tell you now it is in season four. Oh, I oh my god, I love that episode so freaking much. I can't even wait for it. Do you know and- Renee Betts when she was a uh, before she was a nun? I don't want to spoil it for our listeners. <laughs> is that- <laughs> she Do you actually know? I don't no. know. Can we give you a clue, Bex? Go on. Is your middle name? Oh, Louise. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. So, um, so Sister Julian is saying, you know, I thought that God knew, I thought that um, God knew what he wanted, what he wanted of me. I thought I knew what love was, but I didn't know any of those things. And, you know, she's like, I, or, and she says, you know, like I was, I was so certain, but then I realized certainty is fleeting and that's why we have to have faith. It's just it's such a beautiful scene between two women. And honestly, the thing that I think is so amazing about it is, okay, they are talking about becoming a nun, joining the religious life, but you could be talking about anything. You could be talking about getting married. You could be talking about moving across the country. You could be talking about starting a whole new like job or like life change. You could be start talking about any major thing and being unsure of yourself. Um, really any stage of life, you know, there's, it just applies to so much and it, it's just such a beautiful scene and, you know, women together counseling each other and everything. I, I, oh man, it just really got me in my feelings. I, I just really loved it. So yeah, I had to, had to highlight that one and end on that one for this one. That's a nice one to end on. Now, normally we do a hero and zero, right? But literally, me and Bex can't even remember what's happened in this series. <laughs> so I thought so, we, we made it a oh, bit different. Okay. Um, because um, I've had some listener correspondence. Uh, and I thought we've been having loads of lovely messages. And uh, I just thought, well, this is quite a good way to do it. Maybe we should start doing it at the end or something. We do start getting them. Um, but anyway, this is from Barbara. 
who is on Australia. We've had a lot of Australian people get in contact with us. Hello. Oh, welcome Australians. <laughs> yeah. Good day there. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Won't even try. Um, it would just be offensive, honestly. Yeah. But um, she was talking about um, the fact that Sister Monica Joe was um, given the task of knitting squares to make into a rug. Mm. Um, and she basically says that on this show, they normally get everything spot on and perfect. But it was pretty funny to see Monica Joan with a pair of knitting needles doing something to a crocheted square rather than a crochet hook. <laughs> Later in the episode, many, many crocheted squares are sewn together in a large rug draped over chummy. Um, so I thought that quite a lot of our listeners might actually be crocheters or crafters or anything and would have noticed this. So I thought I'd mention that because yeah. I would never notice that. But maybe I don't. But Becky and you might. Um, but I just thought this is a good astute observation that I would never ever get. So I just wanted to put that in. So thank you so much, Barbara, for sending that in. Girls, girls, girls. Okay, I have I have two things on this. First of all, love that catch, love that save, love that attention to detail. Yes, like superstar, you know, love it. Um, second of all, we had a we had a listener get in touch with us and say that um, we were incorrect, and we did already correct this in the episode in um, previous. But um, I saw it again when I was rewatching. Clive is at Alex's funeral. I specifically looked for him when I was watching that funeral scene, and he is there. He's like right in the back, like not in the back. That's like, the back where he should be. He's like he's like right behind like a like a row of like main characters, and I was like he's right. He was right in front of us, and I and I totally missed it. And so that listener who wrote in and, and let us know that we were incorrect, love that catch. Um, and then the other thing, and I've been thinking about this. I am not kidding you for weeks because we talked about the Christmas episode from series two obviously how long ago ages ago now and there's a whole storyline hinged on hyacinths blooming and how sister monica joan wants them to bloom at christmas but hyacinths i realized after we had this whole big discussion about it they're bulbs they are bulbs bulbs are designed to be planted in the fall and then grow and then actually bloom in spring like that is literally their biological cycle no jen i will correct you on this you do have hyacinths at christmas you do i have literally never seen any bulbing plant like that at christmas like easter lilies are like a bulb like canna lilies like all those kind of things like iris i i thought they were a bulb they are a bulb but they do flower at christmas is that true i have just i've got some in my kitchen after i saw that scene i literally recreated monica jones display why have we not mentioned this on the podcast before? That's amazing. <laughs> That's actual research that you've actually done. Like, and my physically. flowers just went over, so I've just cut the flowers off. They bloomed at Christmas? Wow. Yeah. Not, not at Christmas. They bloomed at Cynthia's wedding. In spring! In spring! That's what I'm literally saying. Hi- I literally just Googled it. It says hyacinths bloom in early to mid-spring at the same time as daffodils. No, because my hyacinths are over now. Yeah, my that's, it's still winter, aren't. isn't it? Yeah. Uh, uh, how, wait. Hang on, Jen. I believe Becky because she's literally just said she's done it. No, it's a, it says, how do hyacinths bloom more than once? It says bl- hyacinths bloom just once per year, usually in the spring. Okay, maybe you have one weird one or whatever, but I'm sorry, Becky. Like, just because you happen to have a hyacinth that bloomed, it's a, it, they just, it just, No, it's true, Jen. I'm taking you to them. Look, I've just cut all the flowers off them. They look pretty blooming to me. 
They're green stalks. <laughs> well, yeah, I just have to cut all the flowers off. Okay. I mean, I'm not saying you're wrong, but I'm just saying, no. like, I'm saying you're wrong. Exactly Jen. No, 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 no. I am standing up for myself here. The standard blooming cycle for hyacinths is spring. I've literally just Googled 18 different plant websites, okay, are saying that the standard blooming cycle for hyacinths is spring. Talk to Turner and Sheila got married in spring, and that's when the hyacinths bloom. Not in December, not at Christmas when they were planning on getting married originally. And like, and even, even more so, Sister Monica Joan is like, oh, it's a miracle. And I'm like, no, it's not a miracle. It's literally just the normal growing cycle of this plant that you had. Like, she's like, oh, they bloomed when they should. I'm like, no, they literally, yeah, I mean, okay, fine, they did, but they literally just bloomed when they actually were always going to bloom. And it just happened that they bloomed right when Sheila and Patrick were getting married. No, because they, they had them indoors. Indoors? I really they didn't have them in like a hot house or something well my house isn't hot because I haven't got my heating on because of the cost of gas so but, every year you have hyacinths and every year they bloom at Christmas well not every year but I they I know they you can get them to bloom in winter I, 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 I'm just I'm just I, I just I'm sorry I'd I just I, like I, to speak for the viewers slash listeners who have no idea about hyacinths blooming bulbs anything and um probably are not as invested in this as you two because I'm not um I <laughs> I, I next I, Christmas I'm gonna send Jen send me blooming hyacinths and I yeah. would love I to see it I appreciate the yes. passion ladies but at the same time I'm gonna think... edit this out I'm not gonna edit no I'm a hell that's too way too much like hard work uh, <laughs> I was like you don't have time for that <laughs> nah, why, are the, why are the right we're going this week oh my goodness but anyways, okay. Well, we all we all think different things, but just to say, I'll tell you, you what. Know, why don't we do? Why don't we do an open up to our uh, our listeners? Can you please write on our wall? Do you think that hyacinths can bloom at Christmas, like Becky, who has done it in her own home? Have you witnessed it, or are you like Jen and they and say thinks, it and thinks that they are more often a spring blooming plant? There we go. Yes. Done. On that note. Um, <laughs> next week is our um book book discussion yeah yes like Jennifer Woods, call the midwife book yes this yes. is the first and, book club i've ever been in oh i know i i i've been in book clubs before but i've guiltily will say i do not always read the books and then that's a big problem but i this feel like I, i've not read the book despite the fact i have read the book i don't know where this guilt's coming from well the thing is i i listened to it and i really enjoyed it but the thing is a lot of it was so grim i kind of blocked it out same <laughs> so same to, same now i have to go back and like kind of reacquaint myself with like there are particular passages that made me feel ill but anyway anyway that's for next week Hooray, something to look forward to. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully you'll uh, be here tuning in next week and um, thank you so much for listening thank you again for all the amazing responses we're getting and uh you know correspondence on social media and everything keep it up mm -hmm. thank you so much and, if you and, do enjoy it tell us because honestly it's making us really big headed and we love it <laughs> it <laughs> really just, is and just remember we're always open to requests or you know if you have an idea of something you know we haven't ever touched on yet and you would love for us to kind of take a deep dive into it um if it's mean don't, just don't tell us if it's none mean of, we don't want to hear no listener that would listen to us would ever say or do anything mean. All of our listeners are the sweetest and kindest people. Um, I firmly believe that. I just think I just think if no, 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 we did really... have someone who was just like, it's just not for me. 
it's like, why bother? Okay. Just don't listen. Do you know what I mean? Well, well, that's okay. Not everything is for everyone, and that's yeah, you don't right. have to put it online, Jen. <laughs> I, I didn't I didn't think someone saying it's not for me was that big of a deal, but that's okay. But yes, I'll, I'll honestly all of all of you listeners are so amazing, and you always say such sweet things. And we're we're you know doing this for for you guys as well. For so free. We hear from so you. you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, they know they know. We don't have to tell them. Um. All right, happy Rihanna concert day to all of the Americans out there. It's not going on that day, is it, Beth Jen? So. Oh yeah, two weeks ago. Anyways, right. You can edit that. that Brilliant. No, well done. Uh, You can edit that part out. That'll be easy. That's not happening. Right, editing that. (laughs) You're not gonna edit any of this. Oh, it's too much effort. You you need to edit out a bit of us going. "Uh, um." Well, if you're gonna edit that out, then you can edit out things I say too. Sometimes. No, I'm not. I'm not editing anything. Right. Okay. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye. See you next week. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.